Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 280. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off Road. Didn't win the Open Andy. Uh, yes, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and listen to our entertainment podcast right after this. All right, Andy. Well, we will get to the British Open, but not just yet. First, about the NBA. Yeah, follow-up uh, to last week. Talked about DeAndre Ayton still not being signed, um, and something probably was imminent there, and it, and it was. It turned out uh, he ended up signing a, a max deal with the Pacers. So a lot of stories. How are, how is he going to fit there with the Pacers? The Pacers had to, uh, I think, do a little like manipulation to, to create the max room, but they they did it. Uh, they signed him to um, what is called an offer sheet when it's a restricted free agent, and uh, the Suns ended up matching the offer sheet. So uh, no no change there for DeAndre Ayton. So I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be anything uh, further happening with that, but it's just been a very curious um, eighteen months with DeAndre Ayton, where um, last offseason. So typically, uh, big-time players never even get to restricted free agency. They usually sign uh, an extension in the year before they'll reach them. Um, we covered those this year. There are a million guys signed huge extensions. Um, so it was really weird that Ayton hadn't because, you know, like same draft class, Luca had already signed one. I believe Trey Young had already signed one. Uh, but the Suns were g- being cheap. Maybe they were like, we'll prove it one more year. Yeah, you were great. We went to the NBA Finals, but we want to see one more year. There was definitely some questions they, they had, but or the Suns are just cheap. But they they let him play out this uh, final year of the original rookie contract, and uh, we had we knew nothing about what was going to happen in going into this free agency. A lot of people thought the Suns were just done with him because um, if you forgot, he quit on the team in their final playoff game in Game 7 against the Mavs. Uh, he refused to go back in the game. They're losing by like 30 plus, And he's just like, I'm not going back in. Paul the Simmons. Like, is this just the end of DeAndre Ayton and Phoenix? Um, well, it doesn't look like it now. So they didn't want to lose, lose him for nothing. I think maybe if there could have been a trade they, if, um, that he might be gone. But in the end, they're like, well, I guess if that's what Indiana says, they'll pay him. I guess we'll pay him too. And we'll just keep him and uh, not break up the team with the best record last year so uh that's where that stands now but uh, there could always be something weird happening um it is you know a longer term deal so it means maybe he'll play at a year at phoenix and then they'll figure out a trade for him next year or something like that but yeah i don't know it seemed like the the team didn't want him back but now he's there because it's like well what are you gonna do you we were good last year so let's at least see what happens um yeah, why break up a good thing? Yeah, so, well, I mean, it didn't end good. <laughs> it was a good thing for most of the year. But yeah, but uh, pretty, they, they crashed on on landing. But uh, yeah, give it, give another shot. You know, they went to the finals two years ago and were close enough to winning it. So yeah, Aiden was a part of that. But yeah, what strange end that it's just like, well, why didn't you just give him the extension? The year before, because it's just you're in the same spot. Nothing really changed, and all you did was piss him off. So, yeah, I mean that's that for the uh, the NBA. Um, oh, one other story: um, Keegan Murray of the Sacramento Kings was named the Summer League MVP. Uh, this is a 
interesting for him because uh, him being picked fourth was a little bit of a, a funny story to some people. Uh, the Kings had the fourth pick. There was a clear-cut uh, number four prospect. Um, for the guy from Purdue, why am I blanking on his name? Ended up going to Detroit fifth. But uh, the Kings kind of went you know, off off the board here and took Keegan Murray, although he was, I'd say, probably the clear-cut number five prospect. But it was like you took you, – you jumped. You, you skipped over the better player for this – this guy when you could have taken uh, the Purdue guy, which I got to look it up because I'm just going to kill me that I can't remember it. Um, but he was great in the summer league. So he, he showed off what he what he is. He's a, a, a big guy. He could play defense and guard all kinds of positions, shoot threes. So uh, Jaden Ivey is the guy who went fifth to Detroit Pistons uh, from Purdue. But uh, yeah, Murray ended up being the uh, summer league MVP. So maybe... Um, Kings knew what they're doing, and I would yeah. like to see that because the Kings have just been miserable for so long—the longest um, streak of no playoffs of any team right now. So they haven't been good since we hated that team because they gave the Lakers a good run for their money. Yeah, I mean they had one year with like Artest and Kevin Martin, like 2005 or something like that. I think it was the last time they made the playoffs. So. And I mean that wasn't yeah. long after. No, it was like two years after yeah. Weber and stuff. So, but yeah, this, uh, they haven't even. Team. They haven't even been like a seven seed since then, since 2005 or 2006. It's like, it's just terrible. So, um, yeah, that'd be a nice story if uh, Keegan Murray is a great rookie and DeAndre Fox is really good. And uh, Sabonis, they still got Sabonis. So they got some players there. They could they could make a run at the at that seven seed or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, hats off to him. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the Major League All-Star game, Andy? Um, yeah, it's it's happening imminently right now five o'clock p.m pacific time so as we're recording the all-star game is about to start um exciting for me clayton kershaw is starting the game so here at home in la uh, why is it on our, a tuesday it always is why it's just always been that way hmm. so they play they play until saturday um and then have sunday and monday off and then you do the all-star game and then a day off and then you come back on thursday so uh just how that goes but um, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, Kershaw is going to be starting in front of the, the home fans. Probably not deserving of the All-Star start, but this is more of a career achievement, so that's uh, really nice. And then uh, on the other side of the AL is uh, Shohei starting. So we got uh, both both LA teams being represented here. You know, There's the Los Angeles Dodgers, who are good and actually play in Los Angeles, and there's the uh, Los Angeles Angels, who are bad and don't play in Los Angeles. And why would you want to be affiliated with Los Angeles? Yeah. Uh, we talked about this like a hundred times already, but it never pleases me. You'll never accept it. Nope. Um, yeah, but it's still nice. The show he deserves to, you know, be there and get all the, uh, cheering I'm sure. And, uh, he'll actually get to bat. Kershaw will not be batting in this all-star game. So, and show show. Hey, will. So, um, so that's happening right now, but so we don't have much more to say about the actual game. Uh, but yesterday we did have the home run derby, which uh, had some excitement. So uh, I think last week we talked that there were only four people that were confirmed. So I don't remember who was and who wasn't. But um, Pujols was definitely confirmed as of last week to be in the in the home run derby, and he was he was the eight seed. So the way they do it, one through eight, uh, based on how many current home runs you have in the season, and Pujols was the eight seed because he's a part time bench player. Um, so he was going up against the number one one seed, Kyle Schwarber. And uh, Pujols pulled off the upset, the one versus eight upset. So he uh, um, 
ended up hitting, I think, 20 total after a uh, a one. They were tied at 13, which is bad or not. It's a below average round. Um, so they went to a, a one minute overtime and Pujols just found found his swing and um, hit seven more there and knocked Schwerber off in the first round, which is a, a big deal. But uh, no one thought he'd be there. So um, when he <laughs> he um, stepped out uh, in the middle of his his round there and everyone from both teams like crowded around him saying like you know celebrating his his life and everything and he was like all right well that's it i'm gonna lose because 13 again 13 is not very good he's like well i'm ready he gave his batting gloves away i was like that was that was fun that's a nice little moment for me to this is the end of my career here and then he actually ended up uh, having to go to overtime and when he won the the little one minute overtime. Uh, he would then lose in the next round, but still, what, what a nice story. The guy is uh, 59 years old, still playing baseball. It's incredible. But, Pretty good. Uh, no, he's really, he's 42, but still, that's he way older. 59. Than, he's way older than a lot of the guys uh, there, including um, Julio Rodriguez, only 21 years old, a rookie. So, obviously, his first time in the, in the home run derby. Uh, he was incredible. He hit, I think, 63 home runs over the first two rounds. So I think that was definitely a record. And the only the only guy to hit 30 plus in two in multiple rounds. So, and he's not like a huge guy. Like he's he's, he's built, but he's not like you see pools. It's like, well, that guy's just a home run hitter. He's just a huge guy. His arms are as big as the bat. Uh, but Rodriguez is is not. And well, he's still only 21. But um. Hitting home runs is is a lot about the swing. Uh, there was an outfielder in Seattle um, about 30 years ago that uh, proved that. Of course, Ken Griffey Jr., who uh, won the home run derby three times, and they they uh, made sure to repeat that multiple times over the broadcast. Um, so yeah, what a what a showing for Rodriguez. Yet he didn't win. So he hit the the 63 in the first two rounds, got to the final, and um, I believe. He only hit 18 in his uh, final round, and he went up against Juan Soto of the Nationals, who I think hit 19. So uh, Soto ended up winning. Um, Soto was very close to winning last year, I believe, it was second place. So um, he's one of the best young players, only 23 years old. So uh, good for him in what is a um, absolutely miserable season for the Washington Nationals. So um, they are really, really, really bad, um, and they have been ever since they won the World Series. So. Um, I was reminded Juan Soto hitting home runs in L.A. gave me flashbacks. He uh, hit a huge home run against Clayton Kershaw in the playoffs in 2019. Um, just really devastating. That was that was one of the worst moments of uh, my my fandom right there. Sorry. Um, so I had a little bit of a flashback, but Juan Soto is so like positive and fun that it's like you can't can't hold it against him. Um, at this point, you could hold the the other home run that Kershaw gave up that inning was to Anthony Rendon. And the Angels decided to give him like $300 million because like, what a great home run. You're a great player. And he's played in like 12 games since. So. Um, that one's definitely worse. Um, but Juan Soto is in the news uh, for other reasons right now. So like I said, the Nationals are miserable and they have been for a couple of years now. They need to really go through a rebuild to get, you know, build the team back up to what it was. Uh, so 31 and 63, that's a record right now. That's really, really bad for baseball. Um, Cha. They offered Juan Soto to try to keep him around. Say, this is you're the face of the franchise. You're the guy we want to build around. You're only 23 years old. 
They offered him a 14-year, $450 million deal. Not bad. Soto said no. Yeah. Because he could probably get more if he was available. Um, that's It's a lot of money, but per year, you could do better than that. Uh, so what is that? I'm, it's $11 million. Yeah, it's um, about $32 million a year. Um, some of the, the, the top players are making high 30s, low 40s. Um, so he definitely thinks he could do better than that. 14 years sounds like a lot of years, but he's 23. Um, he's definitely a guy who could afford to uh, play a few more years before taking on one of those double-digit year contracts. Um, you want to be paid till you're 40, not paid till you're 37. Uh, that's kind of how these guys are trying to set it up now. So um, they need to be really wowed by something. Um, and in return, the Nationals have said, if we can't work out this extension, uh, we're just going to trade you. And it's hard to think of an equivalent player uh, to be on the market like this. Um, it just doesn't happen. A 23-year-old, a World Series champion, an MVP candidate every year to be available like this. Um, so, yeah, whoever will trade for him will, will want to get an extension. But um, if you want to compare it to like Mookie Betts, when the Dodgers traded for him, Mookie Betts had one year left on his deal so that whatever team traded for him knew they would have to uh, make a big offer to keep him. So luckily the Dodgers were, but they, they had to pay a lot of money to – keep him some bets value wasn't huge because you're really only getting him for one year and that year ended up being the 60 game season so it wasn't uh, a huge thing but it it's crazy to think it's this would be the equivalent of the angels trading mike trout but not now but the angels trading mike trout in like 2013 um, and maybe they should have done that but uh, the nationals are gonna ask for a whole lot uh, i don't know what teams are gonna be willing to do it the nationals want people that are they don't, they don't just want prospects. They want players that are close to contributing to the major league level like right now. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a, a mega trade if, if it happens. But um, I don't know. Yeah, there's some jokes about the Angels should trade any sort of prospects they have and then just have only three good players on the entire team and then just still only win 72 games a year. But yeah. they, don't, they don't have the prospects to do it. There's nothing – uh, the Angels have they they could give up so they're gonna all as a as a team go to the you know G League yeah I don't know I don't know how this trade is gonna get done but so I'll have to keep watching out for it and baseball trade deadline is a lot of fun that should be soon usually it's July 31st but the season did get delayed by a week so maybe that got pushed let me confirm that um, yeah, it looks like it's a pushback uh, to August 2nd, so only a few days. But, um, yeah, there's some big names there. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. I did see it was funny that there's um, a, a player on the Royals that might be traded because the Royals aren't that good. Uh, but then it said the Yankees are out on him because he's unvaccinated and therefore can't go to Toronto, and they still have like nine games in Toronto left. So they'd be anyone who's unvaccinated. The Yankees are not interested in because they won't be able to play any of those Toronto games. <laughs> very, very weird. But, How long can that still be a thing? Well, you know, COVID's COVID's coming back. So no, it's not. Five more years. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Yep. Or Canada's just gone. Maybe we get move Toronto out of Canada. Well, I mean, that's what we did last year or two years ago. They were playing but in permanently. Tampa. Oh, permanent. Like, you mean, like, actually take the whole city? 
No, well, the teams. Okay, the teams. If they're yeah. going to be ridiculous about it. How about we part- have... And why are they in Canada in the first place? I mean, Where does it been, end? Why not put it in, you know, B- Great Britain? That'd be a hard travel. I mean, Toronto is like basically Detroit. It's It's right across the street, so... I mean, if you're in Boston, it's like the same distance. Yeah. It's it's farther for the uh, Angels to go to Seattle than it is for, like, the Washington Nationals to go to Toronto. So, it's not too bad. Just silly. No one even knows what Toronto is. It's pretty big, I think. Uh, Drake, I believe, has some association with them. I don't know. Yeah. It's a very weird area if you look at it on a map. Like they're just surrounded by the Great Lakes. Yeah, because Canada's uninhabitable except for like along the American border. Yeah. Uh, you just keep going north, and then I mean that's where uh, uh, Liam Neeson's driving those uh, those trucks. You know. Yeah, it's an ice road, man. It's scary shit. Um, oh, I had another thing to say about Julio Rodriguez. I, I forgot to skip over. Um, he plays for the Mariners, who uh, are on a roll. <laughs> They've won fourteen straight heading into this All Star break. And they've put themselves back into the playoff race. So um, it seems like Seattle always makes a surprise run into the playoff race and then falls apart or something. So uh, we'll have to monitor that. But uh, pretty cool that he was. And they had two uh, rookie outfielders coming up this year. And one of them has been like a huge bust. But uh, Rodriguez has been pretty great. So um, and he will be playing in tonight's game as well. So, um, yeah, but that's uh, that's it for baseball. Um yeah, watch the all if you want because it already happened yeah. when this is being published. So Rewind um, your TVs. Yeah. All right, you want to talk about something else that's already happened? The uh, British Open? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's cover your boy Rory here. got snaked. Yeah, he was winning uh, all weekend long and then had... Uh, it wasn't like a horrible round, but just not his best and ended up getting passed up. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, Rory was the heavy favorite coming in uh, with this uh, Cam Smith. Um, just had a great like John run. Daly's son or something. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but he had just a great run at the end of uh, in his last round here and pulled it off. And, and Rory ended up only getting third. Uh, he had two guys named Cameron um, finishing ahead of Rory. But um, yeah, still, still a nice uh, day here or a nice tournament for Rory. But. I saw something that he hasn't he hasn't won a major in eight years now. Yeah, you'd have to return that driver again <laughs> if they did that promo. And yeah, that's but he's been successful. Like he's been he's not like, it's well, like yeah, he fell I off. Mean, it's just he hasn't won the big one in a while. Third place. So. You still get a big check. You're still uh, doing better than Happy Gilmore. Oh, yeah. I watched, by the way, the other day I watched Happy Gilmore and he's, you know, 22nd place is like $8,000 and like 14th place is like $12,000. Like, oh my God, how the times have changed. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that another, going back to Julio Rodriguez, sorry. There's another part of the story here. Another part of the story. Um, Getting second place in the Home Run Derby, he earned himself $750,000, which is more than his annual salary as a rookie, so... Um, good oh, for him. Uncle Sam gets uh, more than ninety percent of that. Doing pretty all right. More than doubled his uh, his pay there, just with the nice uh, one hour. <laughs> That's pretty good. But yeah, looking here, uh, Rory still made nine hundred thirty three thousand dollars. So um, yeah, pretty nice. Yeah, he's doing no, fine. Also, it's no Saudi money though. So yeah, when all of your sport gear and equipment is paid for, yeah, you know. 
Well, I did see. So those guys that did leave for the uh, the LIV, uh, a lot of their sponsors took away their shit. Well, yeah, I imagine so. your your sponsorship is only good for, you know, if you were in the NBA and you're like, I'm going to play in Korea. Like, all right, well, yeah, short we stay here. Stuff here. Yeah, I think it just means Titleist is very patriotic. I don't know. I'm just guessing that's who. Well, they probably don't have out. their. I, I mean, where <laughs> do you watch the Saudi stuff? league? Like, they don't have Roger Dunn over there. I mean, it's going to be on TV. They're getting people on there. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I Trump, think I'm, Trump's doing it like in like two weeks or something. I don't know. He's joining the tour? No, he's, he's hosting one of their events. Oh. So, it's a big deal. Um, where was I going with it? Oh, I found out what the LIV means. It like sounds like the LIV. next pandemic. Um, it's the Roman numeral for 54, which is... The LAV is a 54-hole tournament, which is, like, weird. It's only three, oh, uh, three yeah. days, I guess. So that's why it's LIV. Um, but still, that sucks. I don't know. It's weird. I don't like yeah. that. And why is it only three days? Did we ever answer that? Uh, Thursdays, uh, people are working. I don't know. It's their day of rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Um yeah, unless it, what if they what if it was fifty four holes and they're like, yeah, but it's spread over one week, that would be crazy. Just play you a couple holes a day. Yeah, yeah, you just don't do the you skip the sixteenth today. You know, I don't know. I don't know, um, but yeah, it seems like that's that's the deal there. Um, one thing about St Andrews, it appears that the whole place is a putting green. Well, it's, yeah, it's like the same color. Throughout. Well, it's the same thickness. That ball yeah. rolls for a mile, and they're they're they showed even uh, one of the mornings. Maybe they did it every day, but I think it was Saturday morning. I turned it on. And they're like, this putting green can fit eight basketball courts. What? Okay. And they even show on there like here's where you stack them too wide for the most part. It's like, unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's where like those greens where there's a section of it that no one even comes close to because like. You'd, we'd rather not even be there. You'd rather yeah. be like in the rough, but closer to the hole. Yeah, like, I think you could theoretically there. chip from yeah. some yeah, of the Why ground? would I want to be 300 feet away? And if you get in that bunker, you need a ladder in some of them. Yeah. Pretty good. But, yep, birthplace of golf. All right, uh, anything else to add? No, like I said, or I think did I say this is a short episode? Because we're in the... Uh, no sports zone, so yeah. we're, st- we're still waiting. We don't talk about wakeboarding yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. All right. I saw my dad had on some, like, it was like a beach game that was similar to, like, the spike ball thing, but it was like a ping pong table, but it was, like, curved, and it's it was weird. more like, it was on the sand, so it was kind of like volleyball, but they needed to, like, dive to hit the ping pong ball. I was like, what the fuck is ESPN doing? Like, they're just Was, he, was this the Ocho? It wasn't. It was ESPN News, which is, I think, like the fifth version of ESPN. So close. Hmm. But it was still like, you guys paid to like set up cameras to film this and stuff, you know? Like, just really bored. Yeah. <laughs> Need something. Yeah, I'll take what they can get. It's a slow season. Yeah. I'm going to look this up. Beach ping pong. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> it's another Saudi game. Yeah, it could be. They got a lot of sand over there. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I can find it. Well, anyways, we'll talk about it next week. 
Stay tuned. Can never find it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 280 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Yes. See you later. Oh, I think I found it. Yeah. Tech ball. Tech ball? T-E-Q. <laughs> it doesn't need to be. It looks like it's mostly played in out indoors, so. But look it up. It's a ping pong oh, table, but hell? rounded. Why? I don't know. Oh, with a soccer ball. Oh, then these people are kicking it. This is dumb. Yeah. Who invented this? God damn it. This looks like something that would be on, like, guts. I was added to the 2021 Asian Beach Games. Do you remember that one? Those ones? No. <laughs> oh my god! Let's see, Adam Adam Blasovich is the number one player in the world. Uh, Georg Diak Apor is the second. So. Yeah, they're worth thirty one thousand dollars combined. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just men, men's and women are just com- just combined here. Yeah. Bogdan Morojevic. Come on, that guy definitely plays for the Spurs or something, right? Yeah. That's not a, that's not a tech baller. Sport All isn't right. even 10 years old. <laughs> All right. What do you got for entertainment? Oh, I'm still recording this shit. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Keep going. All right, goodbye. <laughs>